we all do this thing that when we have to have an important but difficult conversation, we avoid it. We don't have it. We ignore it. We delay it. And we're human, right? We don't we don't really like to do things that are uncomfortable for the most part. And conversations are one of them. And today we are going to be talking about how to have these difficult conversations in a way that is effective and courageous. How to have difficult yet courageous conversations. Stay tuned. Welcome to the podcast, Empowered by Design. I am your host, Dr. Liz, a hopeful romantic, mom of two beautiful souls, and partner to the love of my life. As an empowerment psychologist, I love helping people heal, grow, and shine. I am a love and relationship specialist and owner of Visionistas by Design Wellness Boutique, where we lead with love and empower you to fly. This podcast highlights the power of connection with inspiring conversations and calls for social justice advocacy to use our power for good. Aligning our energy, body, mind, heart, soul, and spirit to manifest our dreams in life, love, and biz with intentional vision. Share the love, spread the power, dream, design, deliver. Hello. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Empowered by Design podcast, number 133. 133, I'm so excited to be here with you today. And today, I will be honest, there's a bit of mixed emotion. I'm excited, yet we're going to talk about difficult conversations, and so there's a little bit of that there too. And when we talk about difficult conversations, or have them, it's uncomfortable. And so we avoid them. We don't do them. We delay them. We push them down. We think, oh, you know, oh, it'll, it, it'll be fine. And sometimes it, it isn't. <laughs> it's not fine. And so I'm going to be giving you some tips, a strategy, a formula to have difficult yet courageous conversations. And I'm going to start with an announcement that's difficult for me. I have decided after a lot of contemplation and consultation to move the podcast to an every other week schedule. And today's episode will be modeling this strategy formula to talk about a difficult conversation because for me, this is a very difficult conversation to have with you. Even though I I can't see you and I can't hear you or know what your reaction is, I'm still delivering information that for me feels uncomfortable. And I'll tell you why. And as we go through the formula, I will use that to connect to what we're talking about today. But I also invite you to pause, take a breath, 
check in with yourself. Check in with your reactions. Do an energy inventory as we do here often on the Empowered by Design podcast. What are you carrying in your body? What's happening in your heart, in your mind? What ideas, thoughts are coming in? What's going on in your soul and in your spirit? Just notice, be aware of what's happening for you today and that, and throughout this episode as we're talking about having difficult, uncomfortable conversations and how we avoid them. And I am raising my hand because I do it too. Even coming into today's episode, I could feel really like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to make this announcement. But it's so important for me to be open and honest and authentic here. You know that I talk about the importance of doing these things in relationships to build the trust, to build the safety, to deepen that level of intimacy by being open, honest, and vulnerable. And so for me, this is a difficult conversation. This is a difficult announcement to make because I love, love, love this podcast so, so very much. And it has been my goal, my mission to bring a new episode every week, week after week, Um, except for those times when I have taken a break in the summer. So this summer and last summer, I took a break for a few weeks. And last winter, so last January, we also took a break. And as you know, if you were here for those times leading up to the breaks, I was very intentional to tell you that we were going on a break, right? So when we're in relationship and we're not going to be talking for a while or we're, we're, we need a break or we're going away or we're on vacation or whatever the case may be, openness and transparency is really, really helpful, helpful in having, building, maintaining healthy relationships. And this is a relationship For me, I am so very, very thankful and grateful for our connection. And for those of you who come and listen week after week, thank you, thank you so much. And if you are new here, welcome. We're not going anywhere. We are just moving to every other week. And as you know, I'm a busy, busy lady. I do lots of things and I love doing lots of things. I love... Um, my therapy work as a psychologist. I love individual therapy, group therapy. I love doing workshops. I love doing events. I love holding them in my space. I love going out and doing events. I've been doing a lot more of that recently and it's been exhilarating. As you know, if you've been here, I also was invited to be an adjunct teacher at my graduate school where I completed my graduate course in counseling psychology, my PhD program. This summer I was invited to come and teach for the fall semester. And it was a really exciting invitation because I love teaching. I used to be a teacher. I started out as a teacher. I taught middle school. I taught actually um, taught K through eight in one school. Um, I was a Spanish teacher for several years of my life and went back to school. I I say went back to school. I don't think I ever really left school. I think I've been in school for a very long time. But I took a big hiatus after graduating from my PhD program. And 
I'm excited, excited to come full circle and go back into the classroom. And it has been so much fun. I haven't talked too much about it here. I did make the announcement that it was happening when it happened a couple of weeks ago. And it I knew it was going to be a lot of work. I knew it was going to be a lot of time and energy. I had family meetings about it even before accepting the invitation to teach because it meant it means another night out of my home that I get home later than usual, which is a big deal for me and I knew that that was going to be tough, difficult. And it it is. <laughs> So I'm just going to be 100% honest. It is. It is very, very rewarding. I have just, I cannot, I cannot say enough how rewarding it is. And also it's, it's takes energy and time away from other things like the podcast and like my home and my family. And so as I, I w- I'm very open and honest with my kids and my husband. And when we talk about things, we make these decisions. We do them together as a family. And I, I, don't, I don't often in my life, I don't like to use the word regret. I don't, I just don't like, for me personally, I don't like to have regrets. And I, I rather to make a mindset shift when something isn't going the way I thought it would go or that I had hoped it would go or something really is a big kerplunk failure. I really try to find meaning or make meaning, find a lesson, learn a lesson. Can we do that all the time? Sometimes it's harder than others. Sometimes no, sometimes in the moment something just just feels terrible. Um, trauma, tragedy, loss, grief and and those we have to take some time and perspective to process, to process the emotions, to process the reactions. Um, in this case, this is not a tra- tragedy. This is not a trauma. This is this is just a shuffling around of responsibilities, time and energy, and doing the energy inventory. So I come here and I tell you these things, and I teach some of the strategies that we use, and then I I use them myself. And I was having conversations with my kids at nighttime. We do cuddle time and talking about the class, and just for a couple of weeks talking about, you know, how fitting things in and where when am I going to do this and and read this chapter and and grade these <laughs> papers and um do those kinds of things and make the slides and my daughter said to me, "Mom, don't make slides. They're they're boring. I don't like when my teachers make PowerPoint slides or put it on the screen." And I was like, hmm, "Yeah. Okay." It gave me the idea to not make the PowerPoint slides the focal point of the lessons, which was really a great shift. So she was excited that I took her advice on that. And I love, for me, just sitting, having the dialogue and allowing the students to bring to the surface the content that is meaningful for them, right? They have a a book we, we read. And just to have real openness and connection with each other learn from each other. We all have so much to share, so much perspective. I love doing that in my circles, my empowerment circles, my workshops, my group therapy, is that I am a facilitator. I'm a vessel. I bring information. I give information. And then I help to orchestrate connection 
and allowing for other people to share their perspective and their wisdom and their feedback with each other. And it is a beautiful, beautiful process to witness and to see. And I love to be able to do that in various places. And so that was one of the the things that was a good shift. And then I was talking to my son Jackson and similarly about, oh, you know, I have to make slides and I didn't didn't start that yet. And and I I am a procrastinator. I've said that here before. (laughs) I work to a deadline. I I like to say that. I work to a deadline. And he was like, mom, you know, you took this teaching gig. I don't think he used the word gig. He's like, you started teaching and you added this new thing and you were already really busy and you didn't take anything away. And and he goes, I'm just going to let you sit sit with that one and and you think about that. And then we went on in the conversation and we switched topics. And I did think about that and I I thought, you're right. I, I didn't give anything up and I was already doing a lot of things. And in my mind, I think I was like, well, I won't do anything new. I just won't take anything new on after this. And um, that is difficult for me. And also, I then talked up to, to them and to different people, my own therapist, my biz besties, my husband, my friends, and my therapist. I said that already, right? Um, she said, just pause the podcast, Liz. Just pause it for this semester. And I, I was like, oh, that just doesn't feel right for me. And so for me, I decided I'm going to go every other week. And when I put that out there, you know, talked about it, got consultation and feedback about that idea, I got really, really good reaction. And even in my own body, I was like, okay, that feels manageable. It's not fun for me because... It's, it's not what I set out to do. It's not part of my goal. My goal was coming every week and dropping an episode. And so for me, it's a little bit why it's difficult, why the emotions are there of like, Ugh, I didn't even want to record this episode because I was not comfortable with it 100% is because I tend to be harsh and critical and I didn't want to feel like I, a failure. I didn't want to disappoint. I didn't want to... Yeah, I didn't want to come up short on my goals and whew, and that happens in life. And so I'm I'm I know part of me is being like allowing the emotion. I've processed it. Still processing it. And then also we have to when we make a decision, we we move forward with it and we say I'm going to trust myself here. I'm going to trust myself and the people who love me who gave me this advice and and we're going to go forward. And that is what happens when we have difficult but courageous conversations. When we invite people's feedback, when we talk about something that's hard and difficult and a decision that we have to make. You know here we've, we talk a lot about aligning our energy with our values, with our mission, with our vision. And sometimes those things come into conflict the values of being home with my family and having time to relax and breathe and not always feel so tired or like, oh, I should be doing this, I should be doing this, got in the way of the mission of dropping an episode on this podcast every week. And so then we really have to step back and say, okay, I have to make a decision and it's a difficult one. And I have to have a difficult conversation 
So today, as we talk about courageous conversations, I will tell you that this is a model that I learned when I was in grad school. This comes from the book, Courageous Conversations About Race by Singleton and Linton. I will put that reference in the show notes. And we talked a lot in my graduate program. We we were very multiculturally focused and still are still in in the class that I'm teaching that is that is the class diversity and multicultural perspectives and in this model there are two main pieces of the model one is the compass and this is really you've heard me talk about this concept before but in this compass they talk about us coming into our lives in every experience that we have and in conversations in relationships with others with four different they split it up into four quadrants emotional perspective relational perspective intellectual perspective and moral perspective moral reasoning they talk about the moral being like the the believing the intellectual is the thinking the relational is the acting and the emotional is the feeling. And if that sounds familiar to you, it should, because it's very, very close, very, very overlapping with our body, mind, heart, soul, and spirit, energy aspects that we talk about all the time here. And so I didn't make that up. I didn't make those things up. I compiled lots of different information from from this model, from Maslow's hierarchy, from the chakra system, from the wellness dimensions, lots and lots of different things came into play for the, what we talk about here over and over, the energy that we use to, to align ourselves, to learn about ourselves, to inform our decisions and our actions, body, physically, relationally, what we're doing, the actions that we take, our minds, what we think, what our ideas, where we're focused, our intellect, our heart, our emotions, our feelings, our sensations, body, mind, heart, soul, spirit, the soul aspect, our identity, our moral reasoning, what we bring with us from where we've been, from our ancestry, from the people who have blazed the trail before us, and our spirit. So that energy that lives within us physically and also metaphysically so that extends beyond us and connects us with ourselves with others with beyond and so that is the aspect the the one piece of it and so recognizing that when we're having relationships when we're engaged in relationships and conversations we come to them with unique aspects of those of those energy centers of those dimensions of that compass moral emotional intellectual intellectual and relational and we have to use that compass that formula to we can use it to understand our reactions understand what's happening for us we take the time we take the pause we take the breath and think hmm Ooh, I'm feeling that in my stomach, or oh, I'm feeling that my chest is beating a little faster. Um, we notice, and we we then process our reactions. 
We do that in the moment. And we also do that later on after we may leave a conversation or be take distance from a relationship. And that takes us into the second big piece of the model, the converse, <laughs> courageous conversations model, is the four agreements. So in this model, the four agreements are one, stay engaged. Two, speak your truth. Three, experience discomfort. Experience rather than avoid discomfort. And number four, expect and accept non-closure. Stay engaged. So we can we can really recognize that sometimes we leave a conversation, we leave the room, we yell and we end a conversation, we say something that just halts any forward movement and or we just leave in our mind, right? You, you I'm sure we've all experienced uh, a conversation where we're having a conversation where we think we're having a conversation and someone picks up a, a device or someone turns their head and looks out the window or, or someone's eyes glaze over and you know they're somewhere else. And in a courageous conversation, we stay engaged. We, we commit to, we agree to stay engaged. Not that those things won't happen, but notice when they do. Notice when your mind takes you away from the present moment, whether you're having a conversation, whether you're reading a book, but that, that for me is something that I've learned to pay attention to in my life of, oh, I just got distracted. I had a thought pop in. And was it because this thought is so important that it just needed to come in right now? Or was it something that I heard or something that I read or something that I witnessed or something that I, someone said that made me uncomfortable and made me want to disengage. And we have to pay attention. And the more you know yourself, the more you do this work, the more you know when those things happen and the more you can bring yourself back to the present moment and stay engaged. Number two, speak your truth. Oh, I notice even sometimes when I'm speaking my truth and it's difficult, I'll have like a scratchiness in my voice or I'll cough. Our throat chakras can do tricky things to close us down from speaking our truth, from listening clearly to others and being able to respond authentically and with honesty. And that's difficult sometimes. Sometimes we we don't say what we're thinking for lots of different reasons because we're scared, because we're ashamed, because we're embarrassed, because we're fearful of the other person's reaction, because we don't trust the other person to react in a way that feels supportive for us. And again, these are these are things that come into play in relationships and as you as we as you, as we, as I continue to do the work to learn and grow and learn and grow, we can have these agreements and have these important and difficult and courageous conversations. Number three, experience discomfort. And, and it, it doesn't mean go put yourself in 
you know, sit on hot rocks and be uncomfortable um, on purpose, right? Sometimes intentionally we know that we're entering into something that's going to be uncomfortable. And the the my my interpretation of this agreement is rather than avoiding it, right? That's what, that's part of it. Experience rather than avoid it. Recognize it's okay to feel uncomfortable. It's okay to feel disappointed. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel scared. These are emotions that will not stay forever. The more you do this work, the more you can know how to take care of yourself in these moments when you're feeling uncomfortable. How do you nurture yourself? Body, mind, heart, soul, spirit. What happens for you when you're feeling uncomfortable to be able to experience it so that you're staying engaged, so that you're speaking your truth, and that you're allowing the discomfort to pass? Right? You may need to take a drink of water to clear that throat. You may need to ask for some time. You may need to say, Ooh, can you slow down or let, can we just pause for a second? I need to take a breath and just think on that for a moment especially in conversations, it's okay. It's great actually to say, I need a, I, I need a moment or two to really process what you just said. And maybe it's, I need a moment or <laughs> a day, <laughs> right? But, but take it, take the time, recognize that as long as it's not dangerous. So we're not saying experience danger. No, 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 no. Okay. We're saying discomfort. And to know the difference is important as well. And and to do this work will help you know that. Number four, expect non-closure and accept non-closure. It would be lovely if every conversation that we have could come to a beautiful resolution and everyone is happy and we're tying it up in a beautiful little bow, but we know that is not reality. That is not reality. And that is also okay. Sometimes that's best because we don't stop thinking and processing and having ideas just because we leave the meeting or we leave the therapy room or we leave the conversation or we change venues, right? It doesn't, it doesn't have to and should not and does not stop. A lot of times when I have um, meetings and I, just one popped into my mind recently with, with Angie Meyer, who you know and who you love like I love. We, you know, we have these ideas and we're like, okay, we have this plan and we know that after we have this conversation and we both go our separate ways, we have a plan to come back and talk about it again that our both of our brains will be working, our brains and our spirits and our hearts will be working on what's next, right? So Angie and I um, have created a, a program together and we love to be able to come together and make it better every time, you know, make keep making it better from the feedback that we get. And this is an example for me that feels, that just popped into my head of when we know, when we have trust in the other that we are in relationship with, we know we'll get back together. We know we'll see them again. That's one of the beautiful things about having programs that have consecutive or meetings that happen, you know, 
every week we're going to have a meeting or every month we're going to have this meeting so that when we leave the meeting, we have things to do about the agenda items and we will come back and revisit them. And this is important as well in conversations. There's not always a solution and that's okay. There's not always closure in that moment and that's okay. Especially when we're talking about difficult things and uncomfortable things, but things that are so important, right? This model was based on conversations around race and that is an important conversation and it brings a lot of emotions into the mix and and sometimes we avoid it often we avoid conversations about race and racism and inequality um, different cultural aspects gender sexism heterosexism classism all of the isms that we talk about who they're uncomfortable they can be they bring a lot of emotion and they're very important conversations to have. In your own life, there are very important conversations to have. In your life, in your love, in your biz, wherever you may be in those those journeys, you're going to come up against the discomfort of having difficult conversations. And you can do it courageously. So this is a formula that I use often, whether or not I'm giving someone a a worksheet and being like, let's have a courageous conversation. (laughs) It doesn't have to be that like that. It can be, and it can be very helpful to see these, these aspects of the formula in writing. And we do have a PDF for that. So you can check out the show notes and, and look at that. And we model these and we, we, this is part of our values here at Visionistas is to empower these kinds of honest, open, courageous conversations. Another aspect that I will leave you with as we wrap up this episode is to, sometimes it can be helpful to know when you're entering into a difficult conversation, whether that's sharing your story or making an announcement or just having a conversation that you that you don't know how it's going to go is to ask before what you need before the conversation begins. So I do this in relationships where I say, I need to talk about something and really I don't need you to problem solve it. I just need you to listen. I need you to just listen to me, look at me while I'm talking and and say, I love you. Or give me a hug. Um, and again, if if you don't know what you need, it's hard for the other person to know how to respond in these kinds of moments. So again, another important reason and implication of why it's helpful to know yourself and to be aware of yourself and build that self-awareness and that trust, that love and the authenticity in yourself. And we have lots and lots of episodes that have come before this one that can help you do those things. And I invite you to check those out. One of them recently, the self-love and authenticity episode is coming into my mind. And so check, check out those. I'll link that one in the show notes for sure. But I invite you to go back and look through our collection of episodes 
on the off weeks, if you are missing the, the, the podcast, dig up one of your favorites and listen to it again. And I will, I will be back in two weeks. I will be back and I will be excited just like I am every time to come here and to connect with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being supportive. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for those of you who continue to share this episode, these episodes, share the love, spread the power. And also for those of you who have rated and reviewed, that is how we spread it. That is how we get this information out to more and more and more people so that we can together collectively raise the vibe and have these meaningful, courageous conversations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't wait to see you next time. Take care. Thank you for connecting on this episode of the podcast, Empowered by Design. For further connection, subscribe to my email list at drliz.com to be sure that you are in the loop for exciting news, events, and resources. You can also follow me on social media at Dr. Liz and at Visionistas by Design. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and send this episode to one of your people in order to share the love, spread the power. This podcast is designed to inspire, educate, and empower you to pursue your dreams with intentional vision. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute for psychological treatment or a working relationship with a licensed mental health professional. For more information on connecting with mental health resources in your area, visit drliz.com and click on resources. Thank you again for connecting. And remember, trust the heart, work your vision, dream, design, deliver.